Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Yo, what's up? It's Freddie Kraft. You're listening to Door Bumper Clear, presented by our friends at OfferPad. Good news, I woke up on time today after a wild Sunday at Talladega. We'll cover the controversial yellow line rulings at the finish. All of us wrecking and blocking throughout the race and the 2021 Cup Skip. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I am uh, TJ Majors. It's part of the 22 Cup car and 99 truck. Full house today. Speaking of truck, go truck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer. We drove an amazing race yesterday. Like a truck? Um, <laughs> Talk about a dump truck. Yeah, no kidding. No plow. Like a, I'm sorry, not a dump truck. It was a bulldozer. Yeah. And fortunately, Freddie's alarm went off today. Freddie Kraft is in the house, and he was actually my Uber driver this morning, so shout out for picking me up. I, I needed to get my oil changed. I know. You got you my just, bottle of water. I thought you just did that. And figuratively or literally, because I thought I know. that just happened. I, 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 w- I was going to say, I'm glad you were on pace with that. <laughs> yeah, he had a free bottle of water and everything in it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, Freddie Kraft? I am awake. Good news for some, bad news for others. Um, spotted for Bubba Wallace, Derek Krause, and AJ Allmendinger this week. Led every race. Had nothing to show for it. It was fun. You wrecked we- a lot of stuff this weekend, didn't you? Uh, Two out of really three. Wreck. Uh, AJ, yeah, we wrecked at the end of the. We wrecked at the end of both races, but yeah, Derek didn't wreck. Did he? Derek didn't wreck. Yeah. No, he almost. He tried to wreck, but we didn't. Um, but we in studio. We have our lovely. Substitute co-host Hannah Newhouse. Yeah, and I'm Hannah Newhouse filling in again for Casey Boat, and I never thought I'd say it, but it's actually kind of nice to see you guys. You know what's yes. funny? Say that again. Yeah, nope. That we, I'm sure that's on tape now. So, <laughs> so this is the first time since we suspended the show for the pandemic in person. We went remote. It's the first time we've had a host with the most back. So. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm glad I'm on the other side of the table from you guys now. This is great. We need to just keep this post pandemic. So you'll be on the here. Other side. You'll be here until you get pregnant, and then we'll have enough. We'll You're have... pregnant? No. no, not yet. Let's not start that. <laughs> sh- 
<laughs> last time we started this, it happened. No. I'm just saying. Did we not? I mean, I it happened, a, didn't I need it? A, I need a ring first. I mean, that chair has a history of getting people pregnant. It does. Yeah. It's contagious. It's one for one. Are you sure yeah, Freddie's not sitting in that one? Oh, I've been pregnant for 12 years now. <laughs> Freddie's looks pregnant. Oh, my God. Freddie, Casey was pissed you never reached out to her in the last few really? months or so. I texted her after when she had a baby. Yeah, she don't. You forget that. She has baby brain now, dude. Wow. She's yeah. she's done. Well, you wouldn't answer the group Facetime <laughs> for the delivery, so I mean, every every kid that a woman has makes them makes their brain just a part of their brain goes away forever. Like after three I was going to text Chad the other day because he did some he did a he did Dylan's podcast and I seen a video of it and my man's got some hair we got to talk about. Like, yeah. He's Chad got, does? Yes. Like, it's, we got to talk about like it. Like, I'm telling you, Hannah, like, when you have kids, like, you could walk into your favorite fast food restaurant. Let's just say it's Bojangles. And you walk in and they'll be like, hey, well, welcome to Bojangles. Can I take your order? And you'll be like, oh, man, I, I don't know what I eat here. I don't know what I want. And it's like, you've been coming here your whole life, lady. You want a freaking sausage biscuit and a sweet tea? Order it. <laughs> So Casey's going to come wait. back and be like, what's this show again? <laughs> Who <Yeah>. are you people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, TJ, have you lived through that? I think I've been living through that even before kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, speaking of Bojangles, yeah. was Yum. it you that tweeted the picture that you guys went there Listen, for breakfast? He so, gets breakfast sandwiches and then goes, oh, by the way. I want a chicken leg too. So we we order. I go. I walk I up. About that. I walk up. I said, I need a uh, Cajun fillet biscuit. What do you want, Brett? Brett goes. I'll take a Cajun fillet sandwich and a chicken leg. <laughs> and I said, I just looked at him. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, What is that? A side did item? I mean, a, did you say a chicken leg? <laughs> like, like. <laughs> goes. Did you just order a chicken leg? I'm like, Yeah, bro. It's good breakfast food. All right, why are you blinging up? I'm yeah, blinging what up. are you doing? Well, I just remembered so my little boy uh 8 years old, they won another tournament for uh 8U baseball and and so he asked me if I'd wear the bling on the show. So I brought all my champion. I didn't win the championship race yesterday. <laughs> Damn sure didn't. But but I'm celebrating a baseball championship. Another, that ring's big as his hand. Another baseball <laughs> championship. <laughs> Is, it is that supposed to be for you or no, Bodie? Because that would fit around. This thing's heavy. Uh, it's awesome. Look at the yeah. American flag on the side. Show your ring no, off. It's, yeah, it's, hold your ring up, man. It's heavy. I mean, look at the bling here. I can't win a ring race in NASCAR, but I can wear it. <laughs> well, I can wear eight U. Yeah, I can wear eight year old baseball ring. So, do you know that his, all you haters out there kiss my? That ass. team went from like not able to win a game to like being the champions twice now. Yeah. So they were like, that you said difficult. they were terrible in the beginning, right? The 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 spring and season. And you switched coaches, right? Yeah, we got new coaches. We got real coaches now. We got rid of the fake coaches. The which, problem with the last coach is he, you he guys, played right? ball at Clemson. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't Wait, that you guys? Did they coach? No, no, no you no, coached no, basketball, no. right? I coached basketball. We uh, kick ass in basketball. Imagine how good they'd be in basketball <laughs> if we just got some coaches. <laughs> you'd have a you'd have a handful of rings. <laughs> yeah. So uh, big baseball weekend. Uh, weather at Talladega was like baseball weather, man. I it was perfect. It. This, is, this is perfect fat guy weather. I mean, it was 75, sunny, beautiful. Chamber of Commerce weather. I went down to Tyler during the Xfinity race because we were trying to work together with Ross and, no, y'all really and AJ. Weren't. I didn't see y'all work together any. <laughs> and uh, I noticed. And uh, he's like, it's freezing up here. I'm like, well, you need to eat a cheeseburger. I mean, if you had a cheeseburger, you'd be fine. But he's 12 pounds now, and, and that's why you're cold. Like, yeah. this is fat guy weather. I, you, I suffered through the summer. Now you can suffer now. Yeah, Talladega was awesome. Did you watch all the races, Hannah? What did you have going on? I know you're busy. Yeah, I actually did. I uh, covered for Jacqueline at the bar that she works at, Hoppenvine in Davidson. So I bartended all weekend. Wow. Yeah, so I got I the races on. I didn't know you on. could bartend. So you race, bartend. 
do podcasts, do MRN. I mean, you're just... I paint cars. Renaissance woman. You fix cars. That's oh, speaking right. of that, I got to talk to you about something. Yeah, I know. Your wife already <laughs> texts me. <laughs> this sounds like a good story. What happened? She uh, texts me she well raced before. No, we're not telling that yeah. story on here. She'll She went in a truck race at Talladega, too? <laughs> she might have been in the race. She was in front of Clint, actually. <laughs> yeah. She was following Clint through the yeah. field the other day. From the sounds of it, it might be more than my hope that you no, need on that. No, I don't think so. Mm. No, it's not that bad. So, anyhow, anyway, uh, Talladega. The, the Roval, guys. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be good there. Uh, I don't know. My race was really good right up until I missed a huge block with five to go, and then my race took a real big turn for the worse. <laughs> Man, it's so hard. And, you know, the weird thing is, I, I mean, I've been doing this obviously a long time, and, and I've raced a lot of various different packages at that particular track. And this this package, you've seen gridlock, 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 and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And then it's like you're back to two by two or three by three or whatever it is, and you're gridlock, 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 all hell breaks loose. Like it's just the the accordion effect is is bad, you know, and that kind of creates that mess that leads opportunity. And I don't know, man. It uh, it it's it's probably as hard as ever to control your own fate in terms of being able to actually go up through there, make moves. Track position freaking matters at Talladega of all places. Yeah, and, and Talladega is a lot wider than Daytona. You know what I mean? Like you can, there's there. I feel like Daytona is a little bit easier to control runs and stuff because there's only so far they can go. The the you know I I screwed up. I even told Bob on the radio we were under red for one of them wrecks. I said, man, I should have seen that coming because it was the Penske cars lined up on the bottom. I I should have known. I didn't know as soon as they were get there they were going to go there, but we just reacted to it too late. But Still, I mean, even if we reacted, I'm not sure we were going to beat Joey to the bottom. And then even if we did get to the bottom, we got three Penske cars lined up on our bumper with five to go, so we're probably a sitting duck anyway. But, you know, it, like you said, it's hard. Like, you get out front, and you see a lot of times, like two, three years ago, Joey could get out front or Denny or whoever, and they could control both lines of the race. You know I mean? You could control the whole race and get out front. I don't think – you can't do that no more, I don't think. I mean, the runs come – the runs form faster. There's no – like, it used to be a run comes, you could stall it. Then come back to the next line, stall that. But by the, now, like by the, you stall one run, by the time you get back to the next one, that that top line's got another run coming. So it's just a lot harder, I feel like, to, to block runs. And I think you're. I talked to Bubba about it, like especially in the middle of the race when we were leading. I'm like, you're better off just running one lane because if if you go try to block and you get stuck in the middle, now you're going backwards. So you know if you stay on the bottom, yeah, you might lose the lead, but you're still going to be in the top five. But if you go to miss a block, you end up in the middle. It's your last car in line, you're twentieth. So I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you guys. I'm assuming you guys seen the same thing I've seen, but it was tough. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a lot harder now for sure. You can't. It's really hard, like you said. If you throw a block and miss, you're getting split, and split is a bad thing. So you are. If they do get a run, they're gonna like we had it happen a few times. Like let they have their bottom lanes come. We just stayed in our lane, and you know, three quarters of a lap later, we were back in the lead again. We could have went down there and try to block it, but man, you're. Um, you're really asking for um you're really asking to get shipped back as soon as somebody gets an opportunity they're going to ship somebody good up front if they can like yeah. you don't like you if somebody's good up there they're going if the opportunity comes up to send them to the back they're going to do it so um definitely way harder to control i really like the Xfinity drafting package you can get runs but you can also you can also manipulate the runs a little bit more from what i could tell watching the race i watched that whole Xfinity race and i feel like you could you can manipulate a lot more um, with the package, but man, this is—you uh, just can't, you just can't like control it, man. We we controlled a little bit from the top side near the end there. I thought we had pretty good, 
we had decent control of the race because we had teammates behind us, and you feel that's the only way. That's the only way I really felt safe there is we had teammates behind us. At least I knew we would probably race to the checker flag with them if it came down to it. You know, I wouldn't wasn't really worried about um, them slipping us or something like that. But man, what a! I mean, just look at the look at the top ten. It's just one of them races, man. Like, oh well, and, and there's nobody left. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and you know, I'm sure we'll get to it. But all the. You know, you went here, you're out. <laughs> uh, so I, I got blew up on Twitter last night. Like, I'm sure you guys did. I think it was in response to the DBC post that we have to give credit to Quinn Huff because he beat all our asses yesterday. Dude, DBC fans went after you guys last <laughs> night on Twitter. Like, for many people that listen all the time, they the moment that checkered flag flew, went after you guys. It wasn't just TJ this week. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, you can. We're all racing. This package puts everybody so tight, and you have to try to help the guy. If you can break the plane, if you can break the bubble with the guy in front of you, and you can get there and push him, it is a huge advantage to your lane. And you're trying to do that constantly, but you're also trying, if you're third, fourth in line, you're trying to help that guy get to the next guy so he can pull your lane a little faster. This is not this this style of racing. You're gonna have accidents. Like you're gonna have accidents. Like Clint trying to push. Trying to push, um, it's just how it is. I mean, you, if he doesn't help, if he doesn't help Jimmy right there, that lane's falling back, and we don't want to go that way. We want to go forward. So he's doing everything he can do to get there and help that lane. Just like off a of turn two, you know, we're pushing Bowman, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. Are we talking about that later, Jason? Yeah, we're talking about all your days. So okay, yeah. well, you know, you, we're spotting out the front windshield more than we are the back half the time now because you're trying to, you're trying to get to that, get that guy to the next guy to try to help. And that's what this this package creates at. Yeah, I, I get a lot of uh, joy out of blocking people on Twitter, especially after a day. And yeah, so field day yesterday. See, I, I don't block on Twitter. So, I just block on the racetrack. Oh, we, we, we're aware of that. Uh, NASCAR's now aware of that. Congratulations for alarming them and alerting them to your, your ways. But So Jimmy, after the race, uh, he sent out a tweet that said, sure, it's place rate. Damn, you blocked him now? No. <laughs> Let me tell my story. This is my story. We're not going to let the truth get in a good way of it. It, He sent out a tweet, and he said, sure, this is plate racing, dot, 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 but that was stupid. So I click on it, and everybody that's bashing Clint, I just block them. And half, I mean, like most of them follow. On Jimmy's tweet. On Jimmy's tweet, yeah. He's a a serial blocker. He'll he'll, he'll find anything. I mean, like you'll find somebody go, yeah, Clint's a – Clint shouldn't even be out there. Clint's wrecked you three times this year. Or go wreck Clint next week. I'm like, block, block, block. And then people, I don't know why I got blocked. You got blocked because you were talking shit about my driver. That's why he got blocked. There's people still blocked to this day from that Ryan Priest, Elliot Sadler deal, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, those are my people. You know, I'm from Pageland. We stick together. Uh, Freddie, you get to talk about Ryan Priest in a little bit. So, Brad, I just uh, my boy Priest. I just googled social media anger issues, and there's um, <laughs> there's some decent websites. It looks like <laughs> just get well, you can get some, you some help. Get some help. Free therapy. I think there's some decent websites here. Actually, I don't even I don't block people because I don't want them to even have the satisfaction that I even acknowledge their presence. So I just let them go, and they can talk all they want. I just ignore them. I just don't yeah, read it. Yeah, that's me too. I just don't even <laughs> scroll it anymore. Because then when you block them, they, they, they post a screenshot. Oh, Freddie blocked me. I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't really give a shit what we you got could going get, on. We could get pushed by the nine across the start finish line to the win, and we still did something wrong. You backed like, into them. We did something <laughs> wrong. So I quit reading it because people. Here's a reply. Boyer's interview was the biggest crock of I've heard in a long time. Block. Block. <laughs> Here's another one. Clint's just mad that he's not the goat that you are. Get him back before the season is over, champ. 
Block. Block. He gone. <laughs> and you're gone. Look, just that quick. Whoop. Never see anything that this guy tweets again. <laughs> see, I feel good about that. You guys don't feel good when you do something like that? I don't even take the time to click I, block. Yeah, I, I don't, don't even take care. the time to read it, to be honest. And with then you. here's another fan. Jimmy, that reg was your fault. <laughs> uh, Brett's following that. Yeah. What's, what's their name? Does Brett follow just follow them? The yeah, I just click the little heart button. Heart, 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 heart. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> but, like, I love going on threads. No matter whose it is, you know, Donald Trump, hey, I tested positive coronavirus. One of them's get well soon, and the next one is, I hope you die. <laughs> and it's like, what, what's wrong with you people? I see, but I'll block them people too. I saw you. I'm you, like, they're mean. They get I off my timeline. S- I saw you have now created a Reddit account. Oh. I did. I went on Reddit one night. <laughs> I was bored. I'm, look, I'm living in a hotel right now, people. And I was laying in my hotel room. Everybody's sleeping. I'm bored to death. And I saw something where TJ and I was, were joking around last week about how many road courses were on the schedule, which we got right, by the way, at six. Hats off to us. Uh, we teased that there was a street course in Nashville, which was a tease on purpose. We didn't say it was going to happen. And TJ said, where would you spot from at this sixth road course? And I was like, well, I wish Tootsie's. And so next thing you know, I've got people saying that Tootsie's is a strip club in Miami. So next thing you know, I'm on Reddit. And I'm like, man, I like this community. They're talking about things I like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they don't like you so much sometimes. I'll just let you, you know that. You weren't talking about. I thought you were talking you about can... the Miami Street course. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you can block people on Reddit. I got you. We'll have to figure that out for you. <laughs> I, I, look, I already forgot how to get on Reddit. <laughs> you know me, and technology don't go great sometimes. I mean, I'm the idiot that still keeps the checkbook in their car, and then when their car gets broken into, they take your checkbook. Yeah, that's me. That yeah. happened last week. Yeah. So Good yeah. Work. Chris Rice was like, you, you still have a checkbook? I'm like, yeah, in my car. I, like I, I have told it. somebody that story. They're like, dude, I don't even have checkbooks anymore. I don't, I don't have any idea where my checkbook is. Oh, here's one for you, TJ. I was going to say, if it makes you feel any better, I've never been issued a checkbook. On Jimmy Johnson's thread, about Clint, it says that 22 needs to be taught a lesson. Yeah. Thanks. TJ, go TJ's block gonna him. TJ's going to go block him. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh. I'll blubble, I'll BS the side uh, before we jump into this crazy show we got today. If you're listening to our podcast, it's obviously because uh, you're a diehard NASCAR fan, and this podcast would not happen without our friends at OfferPad.com. Uh, in the past couple weeks, we've had more people visit OfferPad.com and click that they heard about uh, OfferPad and their services via our podcast. So that's what keeps the lights on around here. Uh, Dale Jr. these days is a retired race car driver. He doesn't have all those tens of millions of dollars just pouring in here uh, to keep TJ afloat and fly him around on his helicopter anymore. So go to OfferPad.com, check them out, and make sure you click on the podcast option on how you heard about us. The real estate industry is booming, partly because Yankees like Freddie are moving to the south. So go check them out, list your home, make some cash, and come down here with the rest of us. I just listed my house on OfferPad.com. as easy as it can be, man. I answered like... Two minutes worth of questions. And Did you really? Yeah. I just got an offer. I want to see but what he I got an offer. He got an offer well above what he paid for it. Yeah. Which is which I told him he's crazy. He needs to sell it. And you can buy on OfferPad too, right? You can buy on yeah. OfferPad.com. Yeah. Megan. My, 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 <laughs> my lease is up in six months. It was easy as it gets, man. I really, I literally answered just point and click a couple answers to questions, type in a couple answers, and uh, I think it was a day or two later I had an offer for him. And Freddie knows how much his house is worth now. Yeah. It's a big deal. No real estate agents involved. Love it. Dang, man. What was the offer? Like, offer like about a 1.3 or something? 1.3 mil? Is that what they offered? I mean, wow, well, it was a little bit more than that because I paid 1.3 for it. But. What was that? <laughs> was that with the couch? No couch. I told them the couch was out. So that's what that kind of drove the offer. Well, they got to knock, knock the whole door off frame to get out to get the couch out because it's so big. So <laughs> you take, take, the, take, you the, take roof. the roof off. 
<laughs> Raise the roof. Now you're getting MJ money, though, so you can buy whatever else yeah, you want. We gotta, that's Once we get happening. that deal finalized, we'll be fine. Oh, so, wait. I heard Denny's cutting his house in half, and you're getting one I'm half. actually getting a wing, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, well, the game, when Denny built that place, the game me and Megan wanted to play was we were going to move in and see how long it took him to find us. So I think we could probably pull that off you if we have to move You could do that in a lot of, of these house. guys' houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. They got rooms that have the dust is in there from eight years ago. Yes, that was stupid. WTF, Clint Boyer. <laughs> Still over here blocking people. She gone. She gone. She gone. That's how fast that happens, people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hannah, take us into the rest of this show, girl. Well, that being said, let's hear some more about OfferPad. Hi, we're OfferPad. The new way homes are sold. Go to OfferPad.com, tell us about your home, and we'll send you a great purchase offer. Or, if that's not your style, we can also list your home with tons of free OfferPad services. Free handyman fixes, house cleaning, yard work, and more to get your home show ready. We can even advance renovation costs to maximize your home's value. Whatever way you want to sell, you're sold with OfferPad. Sell your way today at OfferPad.com. All right, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to spot on, spot off. And according to Twitter, everyone was very excited about this segment this week. So to start off the spot on, spot off segment, NASCAR does not penalize race winner Denny Hamlin for going below the yellow line in turn four on the final lap. Brett, you get to start that one. You know, I don't know how we manage this situation any differently because for every rule that we make up is a rule that we have to enforce. And the rules are abundant these days across the board in terms of what can happen before the cars even get on the track and then obviously the officiating of the race. And in this particular one, NASCAR – Decided not to penalize Denny Hamlin for for going below the yellow line on the last lap uh, because they said it was him missing a wreck. Um, but but there was another tweet that was sent out a couple years ago that said you cannot go below the yellow line to improve your position. Did Denny go below the yellow line and improve his position exponentially? So for me. This is an easy fix. When you take the white flag, I don't care if you go through the grass to make a pass. It counts. Come back how you come back. Now, look, they're trying to put this yellow line thing in place, not so that they have to get involved. It's for safety reasons. They're trying to make it where we're not wrecking. Well, guess what? We're still going to wreck. I don't care if it's the last lap or the – look, the first lap we saw a freaking wreck with a couple, three cars in it, right? So – I mean, I get what you're trying to do here, so do it for 187 laps. But once we take the white, all bets are off. Come back however you so choose. These guys are grown-ass men who get paid – well, most of them get paid a lot of money. They don't all get paid a lot of money, but uh, they got a job to do. And and the yellow line thing, it's just – I want the conversation today to be about who won the race. I want the conversation today to be about who finished second because that was a photo finish. And it's not. It's about a stupid yellow line rule with one to go. It's not a stupid yellow line rule until it's one to go. But because of that rule, that's all we're hearing about today. And and that's that shouldn't be what we're talking about, TJ. Oh, man. I saw way um, – I don't know. I, I saw a move very similar to this with Regan Smith. I bet Regan Smith is still angry to this day about 
the call that day um, because to me he really was already there. Um, I, I don't think Denny had position on him. I think Denny had a good run, but he didn't want to lift. He wanted to win the race, and he went down there to advance his position. It just is my opinion. Looking at a replay, um, I watched it kind of as it happened, but you have to go back. There's so much. There was so much stuff going on in that corner right then. It was hard to focus on one thing. Um, I don't know, man. I, I you. You know, a guy, we're racing for position, you know, Chase gets big. I, I don't really blame the, the Matt thing on the backstretch. I think I think we just made a mistake. I don't. I think Joey got crossed up a little bit and came down and forced Matt. And, you know, I get that. Um, not too upset at that. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, but the last deal there when Chase jumped inside of us, he might have went, I mean, half a tire with – on the line. I mean, you can't really go below the line. Exit of four years banking. I mean, you'll start spinning out. Like, um, and as soon as as soon as he got there, we basically moved back up. But I mean, we're just trying to slow his momentum down. It's not like we knocked him three car lengths down there, like where Denny did or something like that. But I don't know. There, I kind of agree with uh, the last lap. I mean, you got to let him race. Um, Denny finished first. Matt Dibendetto finished second. Matt Dibendetto. Up, Kip's going to be disappointed. Dee Benedetto. Speaking finish. of that, I just want to, before we, uh, congratulations, Kip Childers, leading the most laps yesterday. Um, I'm not sure what the bonus was for that, but just, <laughs> he did. Congrats yeah. to him. Congrats to Chip. Uh, Chip, Kip, Kip. Jeez. Chip, Kip. You are not kidding. I've had a rough two weeks, Freddie. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but TJ, like, who finished first? Denny Hamlin. Did he go below the yellow line? Yep. Matt Benedetto. he finished second. Did he force somebody below the line, yellow line? Yep. Okay, so just take away the yellow line rule. One to go. I, look, I want the yellow line rule in place until then for one reason, because I want to see as many cars finish as we possibly can have finish. And Freddie, if we take that line rule away, this is happening on lap five potentially, and oh, then yeah. and then we're tearing up thirty cars, and there's only eight people riding around out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm spot on. I thought it was a great move by Denny. I think everything Denny does is perfect. You shut up. <laughs> You're bought off. He's bought off, TJ. This is- I think there was a great move. Whatever he does, I believe, is I agree with this week. I don't know. Once I sign a contract, I might be able to start arguing with him a little bit. But uh, no, I mean. So do you think he had position before the 17 came down? Not to mention the 17 was being forced by the 20 as well. No, I like Brett said, and like he's got to run. And he's got nothing to lose is what you got to remember about Denny. He's probably, you know, I mean, if he wrecks at that point, there's not enough cars left to really hurt him. He's got enough bonus points where he's going to get no, in the next he, round, you know. So he's got nothing to lose. So you know what? If I'm him, why not go down there? Because that's my only shot to win the race. If I stop behind the 17, I'm not, I got no shot. I'm just give up my whole chance to win the race. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm going to go down there. I'm going to force NASCAR to make a call. And, you know, the one thing I maybe don't, I mean, the, the I didn't, I only saw one replay on Doug's phone last night, but I mean, I didn't notice a, 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 a very big rush by him to get back on the racetrack once he got down yeah, there. Yeah, he That's stayed the down there too. for like, a long time. Like, he got forced down there. And just kept and going. And then just kept going. Like, there was no attempt to get back onto the racetrack. It wasn't, there was an attempt later, but it wasn't like, a, oh, I'm not supposed to be down here. I need to get back up. It was like. He just wrote it out. How do you force somebody below the line that's not there? Well, you know, I, same thing with, you know, uh, Chase kind of, we had a big run on Chase down the front. I forget, he got split off to the middle and. We weren't there yet, but we were coming with a head of steam, and he started yeah. to move down, and we went below the line. Like We got back in line behind him, or we ended up – I forget how it worked out, but like we weren't there yet, but we moved down below the line because if not, we were going to run him over. So I'm assuming it's kind of the, a similar situation. So why wasn't, why wasn't he black flag? I don't know. 
they were probably busy watching because it was right after you did. So I was probably busy watching you. I mean, well, I mean, I'm just <laughs> yeah. That's, that's sim- oh, that, yeah. Had, that had to be the same thing to us in turn four there. Yeah. I mean, I'm. We I mean, moved down. Got, I thought he should have. I was hard. I was worried we were going to get a penalty. And I thought if I was like they literally, it was like two laps after you got the one with the twenty one. It was at the end of a stage. It was the coming to yeah. the end of second stage. Gotcha. And uh, and I was like, ooh. Like I'm like, I hope we don't get a penalty for that because we dipped left side under the line, got back, and we were underneath Chase then, and we went by and passed them. But we like we didn't we were completing the pass, you know, as we go through one and two. But like I don't know I don't know what the I don't know what to do. You know, like like you said, the the rule has to be in effect because it's a safety measure. So now I think you know, in my opinion, the judgment call should be on the block. If you go below the yellow line, that's you, as you, low as he gets. If if you go below the yellow line, I think it's a penalty. You know, if you want, if you're going to call the penalty, you you got to call. That's as low as we got. Yeah, I remember, I saw that one live. Was that bad? I mean, it hits below the line. <laughs> but um, they penalize TJ's, you based on history, T- TJ. TJ's walking around. TJ's walking around showing data with the screenshot. Um, Look at my data. So see, Joey's turning right, right there. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? What do you do? Like, I think if if you want to enforce this penalty, if you go below the line, you're penalized. No matter what, you're penalized. And then we're going to make a judgment call on the other guy if he gets penalized because he forced you. That, I think if you're going to enforce this rule all the time, I think that's the only way you do it. Like, if you're down there, because now it's going to stop. If you know, if I no matter what that guy does, if I go below this line, I'm penalized. You're not going to go down there. You know what well, I mean? So you're, you're you're actually gonna go to the yellow line, and then when you're forced below it, you're not gonna turn. You're not left. gonna turn. You're gonna wreck. You're gonna wreck. Yeah. You're gonna. But cause I'm just saying, wreck. if you if you if this if we're gonna enforce this rule, I think the way to enforce it is if you're below the line, you're penalized. No matter if you got forced down there, or not whatever. It's out of bounds. You're out of bounds. You're penalized. Now we could also penalize this other guy for forcing you down there, if it's in our judgment, if he did or not. But no matter what, you go below the line, you're out. So what about one to go? I mean, I'm all for taking away one to go, but you're going to have the same thing. It's going to be big wreck, you know, because you'll be racing down. To we're going anyway. to we're gonna, we're gonna wreck anyway. We're going to block into the grass. I mean, it does, I mean, it's going to be a wreck no matter what. So, But this just takes out the gray area. Yeah, I mean, that, all you're looking to do is get consistency. You don't want – you do not – the last thing you want to do is you want it to be black and white. You don't want a judgment call. I mean, how it changed. I was in the car getting ready to leave. I get to my car, 21 and, and 9 are disqualified for blocking. I get on the plane – the nine's back in. The seventeen's disqualified now. Like it, we're like it's gotta got to be black got, and he white. Got, he got disqualified, right? No, he got it back. He got they they protested after the race, and he got his and spot. I back. don't recall that ever happening. Never. I don't recall that ever happening. We lost a race with Elliot Sadler. I was texting him last night about it. The Xfinity race at Indy because the the guy leading Sam Hornish spun his tires. The guy behind him hit him, picked his rear tires up. And they black flagged Elliot for jumping the restart, which he did not do. We protested. They basically told us to piss off. And, and, and that was a legitimate, we got screwed. And then yesterday, it's, you're out, you're in. Oh, wait a minute, we're flipping it. Like, now we're using instant replay after races. So if, there, if that's the case, I didn't see that memo come across. And, and, and look, that's an important memo, right? Or if they're going to take all that into to discretion. So, just just with one to go, I don't care where we're at. I don't care if we're racing at, racing at Martinsville. At one to go, there's no freaking rules. Whoever, Wherever you get back to start finish is where you finish. I am good with it. I didn't know they gave it back. Yeah. I just – How know, do you do that? I guess – I don't know. They, I, gave, so wait, I, they gave what back? They gave Chase his spot back and penalized uh, uh, the 17. Uh, uh. Well, I don't say Why give it to him in the first place? Obviously, you thought it was bad enough in the first place to give it to him. I don't, I don't know. That's was, okay. was, where was Chase at? Was he outside the 17? Uh, or was that the 20? I, I would have to go look again. 
I don't remember where he was because I, I literally only watched one replay last night at a bar. I'm gonna try to find a bucket of beer in front of me, so I didn't <laughs> wasn't paying a lot of attention. Uh, when you when you go back though and watch the footage, the 21 car, Holy had his hands full. Look, I, I heard numerous drivers yesterday talking about the Toyota's roof flaps, and the 20 was a rocket ship, and that was who was behind the 21. And he was making moves and all kind of stuff's going on. And, like, you watch the 21, run them guys high. Here comes Byron on the bottom. He runs him. He gets back late on that block, unfortunately. Uh, but, man, that's a long ways. He's got to come across five freaking lanes to get back to the bottom and make that block on Byron. That obviously triggered Byron being forced below the yellow line and Denny driving by and just all hell broke loose. But, man, the 21 had his hands full in that last stop. So when did Chase get black flight for? I don't know. Was that the last green-white checker? I think yeah. it was the eleven. Actually, you see, like, keep watching that as they go on the trioval. Chase dips below the line under the seventeen. Jason, so oh, Jason was riding with Chase. Yesterday. Jason was on in car. In car, yeah. So it's coming to the checker flag here. All right, so we're into three. There's Denny just making the track really yep. short. Then watch Chase going into the trioval. All right, seventeen. Oh no, dude, he wasn't there. How? You black, I don't know. Did the nine choose to go below the yellow line, TJ, or was he forced? Make a call right here. Uh, I mean, I honestly feel like he was forced right there. I do, because that was really similar to Regan Smith, and I feel like Regan, he saved from spinning the 17, in my opinion. So then the penalty was, the maybe the original penalty, I guess, was he went below the line, not that he forced somebody, and then they changed it to say the 17 forced him. Yeah, yeah I definitely think this. I definitely think he turns the 17 if 17 comes down anymore. So, so let me ask you this. So, but again... We sh- we're, we're having to talk about this because of a yellow line rule. Yeah. I mean, there's room there, and they're both kind of going for it. And I think he hooks the 17 if they keep going. Let me, so, so the 17 got a penalty for running the 9 below the line, right? Yep. Yeah, and, he's going to hook him. And the 21 got a penalty for running the 24 below the line, right? Who ran the 11 below the line? Or they said he went below the to, line to, to miss a crash. To miss a wreck. That was the, that was the reasoning for allowing that to continue. Gotcha. Um, and, and Denny was about a car length and a half behind the 24 when the 21 and 24 made contact. But here's, here's where racing gets complicated. The 21 coming out of four is disqualified. Forget the fact that he's going to go on to finish second. He's disqualified, but his car is still there. It's still in the race. It's still impacting the draft. He is going to do everything he can to do as well as he can. He's going to have somebody behind him pushing him. They're going to be three wide trying to pass him. It's not like he just disappears from from the track, even though he's disqualified. So, like, that's where I'm saying just let him race, man. Get back where you get back. All right, well, we covered a lot of that there. The next one, though, Matt DiBenedetto. That's how you say that, by the way, Brett DiBenedetto. <laughs> just recorded in my voice. Yep. Play it back. <laughs> just drop the, drop the voice levels yeah. a little while. Uh, penalized for forcing the 24 down below the yellow line on the last lap goes from P2 to P21. Freddie, we can start off where you left off. <laughs> I mean, spot on for the penalty, obviously. I mean, he, guy's doing what he's got to do. Like Brett talked about, you know, he, he went up, he had to block the top. He had a lot of <laughs> going on in three and four there. He, he's got to pull all the way to the wall to block the top. Then the 24 has got to run to the bottom. So now he's got to, you know, Doug's trying to block everything he can up there, telling them where they're at. So they go to the bottom, but I mean, the 24 is there, and but to Matt, it doesn't matter because second might as well be 50th to Matt. You know what I mean? Your only shot to win the race is try to go down there and block the shit out of the 24, stall them out as hard as you can, force them below the line. Again, make NASCAR make a call. 
You know, if, if they don't make a call on 24 there, he, I mean, 21, he misses by a bumper to Danny who's under the line. So, you know, I don't know. You, you got to make that block. You got to do everything you can because you're, you're racing for a win. Second place doesn't mean anything to Matt Benedetto right there. You know, you, you're doing every possible thing you can do to win that race. And, and uh, you know, he run the 24 below the line and, and deserved a penalty for it. Matt Benedetto. Damn it. I almost had it right there. Matt D. Benedetto. If I look at it, go. I can say it. I'm going to get you a little phonetics board. This right guy's not say. racing to win Talladega. This guy is racing for his livelihood. If he wins this race, there's a chance that John Menard makes a phone call that says, keep this guy in my car. And, and there's a chance that Ford rallies behind him and says, keep this guy in the car. Yes, we know his contract has expired. But that doesn't mean he can't still get a new contract. It happens all the time. I've been a part of those situations where it happens. We think that it's either Cindric in that car or Matt. If Matt wins that race, he makes it pretty dang hard for Penske to announce this week that he's been let go. And, and it also obviously helps his stock in the sport to win the race. So I don't know him personally. A uh, good friend of mine spots for him. He thinks highly of him. A lot of people on Twitter seem to really rally behind this guy and the emotions that he shows. And, and again, I'm just spot on for everything that, that transpired there to create an entertaining finish. And, and I, that's what I want the story to be about. I want it to be about Matt DiBenedetto almost winning his first ever cup race, finishing second. What a heartbreaking loss. And by the way, are you going to have a job next year? I mean, it could have been Lars. It could have won the race and then got the penalty. I mean, that would have been even. That would have been a bigger. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, I don't know. You know, I've seen this outcry yesterday about you know how could they ever let him go? You know, he's done such a good job this year, and I like Matt a lot. Like great guy. The guy genuinely loves racing. We talked about Doug spotting for him. There's been a couple times where we've landed on a plane and, and went and got breakfast and Matt's come with us, and all the guy wants to do is talk about racing. You know, had Bubba do last week, had it go. I mean, generally a great guy. But when you look, aside from the plate race yesterday and pitch strategy a couple weeks ago, he's had a generally average season. I mean, he's got eight top tens in that 21 car, which is super good equipment, you know, like I said, I really like the guy, and I want to see him do well, but you, you were given a year to perform, and, and I don't know that three top fives and eight top tens and 31 races is getting it done. Yeah, I think Matt drove the wheels off it yesterday. He was a, he was a great teammate. He was right there. We all worked good together. He is a great dude, too. I've been out. I've uh, been to breakfast with him and stuff many times. Really good dude. He must like to eat breakfast. <laughs> dude, this kid. He's he, a big boy, man. Yeah, dude. He, <laughs> he probably burns 7,000 calories a day and probably eats about 14. So. Hey. No one's he, got yeah. all them muscles. Yeah, he'd whoop you. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but you know, and, and oh yeah. <laughs> I'll, just it, keep I, I'll say though, Matt. Like, man, it's the last lap, man. Just let us race. You're going to give us this package where we can get these runs and do things. Let them race, man. Let's let, let's yeah. Let's race it. I, I think Matt did a great job. But like you said, he's going for the win, man. He's doing everything he has. Just like he's doing nothing different than what what. Clint would do or Bubba would do or Joey would do up front. You want to win the race. I don't want you to win, so I'm going to try. And I'm not saying he needs to wreck you. This is a similar situation that I can put like Ross in next year where you had a year, you know, and you had a year to, to, to make it happen. And Ross is going to have a year next year to make it happen. And if, and if you have an average season, you can't be shocked if you get replaced by somebody that maybe has more money. You know, you got to look. I, I guarantee you when this schedule came out and there were six road courses on it, 
Austin Sindrick became a lot more attractive to put in that 21 car just for the fact of how good he is on road courses. That's now six opportunities he can go out and maybe win a cup race next year. Five of them were before the playoffs. So now you, you, you could, this could be an automatic bid to the playoffs if he can win a race at one of these five road courses. So, you know, I feel bad for Matt, but again, he had the opportunity to, to make it happen this year. And, and I'm not going to say he had a bad year, but he, he could have had a better year, I think. Yeah, I think it, to me, there's more things that matter. Like, I've always thought a guy needs two complete years of Xfinity and good equipment, winning races, getting his confidence way before you go to the Cup Series. Because going to the Cup Series is very humbling, I would say, coming from the Xfinity Series. It, it can be a very humbling experience because those guys are those guys are pretty good, man. Like, it, it, it's hard. The Cup Series is very difficult. We've seen guys from other series, stars from other series. We've had a Formula One star coming on a truck race. Could barely get around Charlotte. You know, so it's uh, these. This is not an easy thing to do, um, but you know, we got a new car coming out after next year. So do you bring a rookie in, put him in this car for a year, or do you start him with a new car where he doesn't have to learn to bat? You know, if he learns bad habits in this car, that transfer to the other car, or do you let him run another year and, and win five, seven races in Xfinity, possibly another championship before he steps up? I don't, I don't know what the answer is or what you know, but to me, well, to me. I want that guy coming out of the Xfinity Series with the most confidence he can have, and if it's a new car, I'd rather him come in and start from the beginning rather than... There's influencers in this decision-making process, and one of the main influencers is the president of Penske Racing, whose name is what, TJ? I forgot. Tim Sendrick. He has the same last name as his son, Austin Sendrick. Uh, But ultimately, the decision is made, in my opinion, Freddie, by two guys, Roger Penske and John Menard. With Paul Menard being a heavy influencer to John Menard, who handpicked Matt to get this car to start with. Yeah. I think Austin's done a great job uh, turning the corner this year. And just he's grown. He's, I think he's done a great job coming around in the Xfinity Series. He's I, a- I agree with you 100%. And I think next year that you could go out there and win a race in that car. Me? Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Where is there? Is there- <laughs> I think Hannah. I think Hannah could probably go run fifth, because thank you. Because she I'll falls out it. of the seat. It's, it's a long race. I'll take it. I'll take hey, it fifth. I'll, I'll be as side. That's a fast car. Yeah, I, I just think he's running. I mean, he's running very smart. Like he's he's running very smart. He's he's improved. I've seen him. He's improve. doing what he's supposed to do in a very fast car, which is win races. Yeah. Well, to continue the penalty talk, <laughs> TJ will start this one off. Joey Logano was penalized twice for forcing another car below the yellow line. Shocker. Weird. Don't really agree with the second one where, I mean, gave him his lane. He went on bias and kept digging. I mean, he went down six inches below the line and didn't even really have to. I mean, we could have been a lot – we could have been tighter. But the the backstretch one, look, man, I, I get it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we just made a mistake. I'm not – you know, we knocked Matt down there a little bit. I don't know if we got hooked or hit a little bit or something. I haven't went back and looked at it, but – you know, if that's you didn't the look case, at the data. If that's the case, then we got a penalty for it. We served it. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. Um, I mean, it is what it is. The second one, like I said, I, I don't. We're racing. We're racing to the white flag. We're coming. I mean, we're coming back around. I mean, we're racing for the win. I want. I don't want to go to this Roval and have to point my way in. I want to win Talladega. You know, and and uh, just. I don't think it was a. Uh, a deal where we went like, nope, you're not going down there. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as Joey knew he was there for sure, he came. I mean, I show you saw the picture, but I don't really feel like that was a, you know, look, I'm knocking you below here because if obviously if we keep coming down, we're gonna wreck. Joey goes right back up, but 
is what it is. So, on to the Roval. I, th- I think this is our fault. We talk about this every week, and we might have painted a target on TJ for NASCAR. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> the only, and then, like, after it, it was like, I heard you the first time that you said it. And then they said it, like, seven times after that on radio. <laughs> what did they say? I wasn't listening. I was in my... They I just kept flying. saying... You I text Brad immediately. <laughs> How, did you not hear it like a bunch oh, of times? Say, yeah, like yeah. I got you. I'm sitting next I to the said, official. I I'm, said the hello. Bubba, I told Bob. I said 22 is getting a penalty, but he doesn't have to serve it because there's there was what the first one was only like a lap well, or two we to were, go to stage. We right? were getting ready to pit, and then then they're like, "Well, he'll start at the end of the next." I'm like, "Okay, we'll just stay out there then. What are we going to pit for? So just get out of the draft and to get back in case they wreck." But they even after that under yellow it was like 22. It was like four times under yellow. I'm like, so I they get told it. you. So they told you to serve a penalty, and then they didn't make you. No. Well, it was uh, it's yeah, they, they lap yes. to go on a stage or something, two to go. Well, we were coming, we were coming to two to go. It was actually a three to go, three to go, and then we were gonna pit, um, and they're like, they gave us, they did give us a penalty. They said it's a drive through penalty. So I'm like, hey, we gotta do a drive through. I told them right away, um, and then they're like, twenty two will also start at the tail. Do you know that? So I'm like, well, do we have to pit or not? At that point, if we got a penalty at the end, why we, why do we have to pit now? Which was wrong, I think. You know, I think it, it's one or the other, which I think they were yeah, probably anti- they were probably like I was. I think they were anticipating the fact that you were just going to stay out there because I was like, it's got you got three laps to serve the a penalty. The penalty happened before the pit road was closed and all that. The penalty happened before anything was locked down. I could have served my penalty like they said and been eligible to gain a few spots on pit road when we pitted with everybody. So, but instead we got we got penalized. Um, Twice, kind of. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if the pit road was open. I couldn't. Remember. I thought it was two to go on the stage, but I. Could we got wrong. the penalty with three to go because we were going to pit the first time. Um, well, they told us to pit. Yeah, well, that should have been. Yeah, they said. They, they said, said you drive, drive through, through penalty. The penalty. So, I, I mean, if the penalty happens, that this might be something. I don't know if it's in the rule book or not. This might be something. If you if you acquire a penalty before before the pit road is closed, like if it's with three to go before pit road is locked. Should you be allowed to serve it still before the end? I think you should. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you acquire the if penalty before the pit road's locked, yeah, you should be able to drive through, and that's your penalty. You should be able to drive through because that's what you would have got in during that stage. I mean, I get it if you do it after pit road's closed, I get it, then, yeah. then it's locked. Yeah, but well, if you acquire the penalty before it's closed, you should be able to serve your penalty and be on the same page. There, yeah, I think that was a mistake on their part. Oh, well, it is what it is. Go to the next one. <laughs> well. On to the next one. Uh, Bubba Wallace wrecks twice after contact with Ryan Priest. Freddie. What happened? Your buddies. My buddy Priest. Damn it. What happened off of two? Dude, Priest was Priest got, was up there. So so we missed a block on you guys when yeah. you went down to the bottom. So I told I, as soon as I realized we were going to miss the block, I told him we got to find 37. So we go back up. We get to 37. He squares up with us and starts pushing. But... You know, it just turned us off of two. Like, he's pushing, I mean, which he's supposed to do. Ryan Priest did nothing wrong. You know, he's squared us up, and he's going to push the hell out of us, try to get us back up, because you guys had all the momentum on the bottom. Yeah. We're just trying to. You would have you been okay. Yeah, we would have been, go. like, third or fourth, and, and yeah, got the top fine. Yeah, and got the top rolling again. But, I, you know, Ryan had a lot of damage on his nose. We had a bunch of damage on our bumper, so I don't know if that's what contributed to it. But he just got on our bumper, and, and just as soon as we got off of two, it just launched us to the right and, and turned Bubba sideways. But, you know, he didn't do nothing wrong Somebody there. sent me a picture of a tweet that was blaming, said, we wrecked you. That's how bad it is. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have, somebody sent me a video 
of after the wreck on the front stretch when you wrecked to the 48. I didn't wreck him. <laughs> where somebody said something about, was that 22, like 22 did that or something like that? Did you hear that, Jason? I don't know. Nah, I don't recall. It sounded fault. like Kurt. You 1,000%. Oh, Kurt, yes. Kurt did say, I bet the 22 started that. Yeah. Thanks. And you started that one on the 10 car down the back stretch, too. That yeah, 10, started them all. If, he, if that 10 sees a 22 in his mirror to plate race again, he's, he's pulling off the racetrack. That's Daytona, he got him. He drove, the 10 it, was the one in listen, the middle last time. The 10, you can't, I don't know. if he, You can't move. You can't switch lanes. I think the 88 switched lanes because he thought he was getting a good drive through the back was, of the 10's rear was, bumper. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, no, the 10 started moving down, then the 88 went to go to the outside. Uh, I thought the 88 just took the You, want, the you might want to look at the data on that one. I looked at the head-on shot, man. <laughs> well, they showed Eric Sinkar, and he turns left. His hands Probably trying to get the hell out of the way because you were getting ready to cram the 88 up his ass. <laughs> that steamroller should have went more. Uh, but Priest, now Priest, so he didn't do nothing wrong the first time, and then the second time we got a hell of a run. We went up. I pissed Josh off. Josh had a big run down the backstretch, and we moved up to, to get him to shove us out there. And he's like, I was real late. I was like, yeah, well, I know that wasn't good for you, but it was pretty good for me. But then uh, we come down on We crowded, I think, like at the same time, I told Bubba we were four, like somebody poked the bottom and made it four wide. And as I told Bubba we were four wide, he kind of came down a little bit, and we just turned across the nose of the 40, uh, 37 and got ourselves wrecked. But, so what priest texted you at six o'clock this morning? Oh, I texted him a bunch of stuff last night because oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I was talking trash. I said, "Man, you better be careful. There's people on Twitter that want to kick your ass." His <laughs> guy uh, Scott Tapley, a buddy of mine, runs his uh, social stuff. Yeah, and he said, "He said I know you get booed every week, but I promise you, you got a lot of fans." He said, "I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, navigate, put the fires out over here. I feel bad for Ryan, but yeah, I mean, we should I, call Ryan and get him on speakerphone. Be like, hey, what's up, man? Why are you wrecked, Bubba? I, I hope he's sleeping. I mean, he texted me at six o'clock this morning. I think working on his modified or something. Jeez, but, oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, so God, Ryan, you know, he didn't do nothing wrong to us yesterday. He was, he was trying to get us rolling again up top, and then we we wrecked ourselves at the end there. But it wasn't, yeah, nothing Ryan could do wrong. Geez, Freddie, you messed up. You really screwed Bubba there the last couple of laps. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that on the radio. I've got to tell y'all this. Oh man. Uh, and and listen, we're gonna have to do a full blown logo unveil. Oh, Freddie Craft. No. There, there's a few guys on the roof who put stickers on their radios to identify that it's their radios and have their own little brand. It's it's, it's kind of cool how some of them do it right. So Freddie has designed a new logo for his 2021 situation. Now, obviously the situation. Please hang on. Please tell me it's a picture of. I'm picturing the Air Jordan, but it being a chubby guy, and it's Freddie. <laughs> TJ, you're a genius. It is, is that a, right? It is a fat Air Jordan. Yes, and it is. Uh, it is quite the logo, dude. That's awesome. Do you have awesome. a picture of this, Freddie? I, I can. I cannot. I don't want to <laughs> jinx him. I want to wait until his contract is signed. But look at this guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have a chubby. We have a pregnant Air Jordan. We can't play that yet, Dylan. <laughs> Dude, I, I knew it. That's it. That was the thought in my head. I'm like, I hope that's what it is. Uh, I told Bubba. I said that to Bubba. I said, Listen, we're gonna have to contract negotiate this into my contract. You know what you need to do? We need to like print off like 400 of them things. Oh. Just do you know how like, many people are gonna go how, online and send you save, pregnant Air Jordans that's now? How I'm no. gonna save my spot. I told Bubba that's not a basketball. That's a chicken nugget. I'm trying can to. We get a, can I get a card dunk magnet? A chicken nugget. <laughs> We get a card magnet decal of that. Oh and yeah, stuff. We'll, we'll we, need to, we need to go through like a Target parking lot, just stick little stickers on cars and stuff. See how many cars we can get in Mooresville. You'll pull up to a red light. Oh, there's a. What are you going to call it? I mean, uh, I don't know. What do you can? Because it's not really. It can't be air. It's not really air, Freddie. What do you Heavy call Jordan? it? Heavy Jordan. Yeah. Heavy Jordan. Ground Freddie. I don't know. I mean, ballet ballerina Freddie. 
There's got to be a good term for that, and it's not I thought, Air Jordan. I thought y'all would get a kick out of this, and those of you listening, Freddie will hopefully one day share it with you publicly. It's going to be your profile picture on Twitter. Once it's we, gonna be. once we can work some deals out over there, we'll figure. I it mean, out. I mean, Michael's going to have to pay you a lot of money for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because that's going to sell big. Yeah, that'd be t-shirts. Everywhere. Imagine if you yeah. could touch the rim. That's going to be in Foot Locker. I know. I could touch the rim. Got a five foot rim. Barbecue sauce. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's not a basketball. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to you that. I'm uh, <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Holy cow! Okay, <laughs> I knew you'd like that. That's perfect, man. That's the first image I had in my head was <laughs> Freddie going through the air. Not really, not or really. Lack air. Thereof, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Three, I got a three-inch vertical. Can you, can you jump rope? <laughs> Depends on how thick the rope is. <laughs> I think that needs to be the next video. We need to have Freddie try and jump rope over here. You know, when they went hey, outside I'm, for gym class, I'm, when they saw the hurdles, Freddie said, nope, I don't feel good. I go to the nurse's office. I'm pretty athletic for a fat guy. I'll give myself a little bit you of You ever credit. do a hurdle? A hurdle? Yeah. 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 I've hurdled some bar stools or something if they <laughs> fell over, or Brett when he tripped or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're racing at the Charlotte Roval this weekend. It's home for most of us. Man, I can't wait. Yeah, we love racing close to home in Charlotte. And if you live in the Charlotte area or want to start calling Charlotte your home, we've got great news. Our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, has a market in Charlotte. The Charlotte area is a great place to live, from being the mecca of racing to the lake to the beautiful city. There's tons to love here. I wouldn't want to call anywhere else home. Speaking of home, there's never been a better time to sell yours, and you can do that by simply logging on to OfferPad.com. And once you sell, TJ's got room in his house to rent your room. Yeah, I just did this, man. You will definitely have an offer within 24 hours after filling out a quick five-minute form to tell OfferPad about your home. It literally doesn't get any easier than that. Once you receive your offer and sell your home, OfferPad includes some incredible perks. Like being TJ's roommate. Yep, that's right. Those perks include no showings, picking your own closing date, a free local move to TJ's, and an extended stay. <laughs> Find out more and submit your home today by logging on to OfferPad.com. I could not imagine an extended stay with TJ Majors. He drives me crazy after 90 minutes on this show. Make sure you tell OfferPad we sent you by selecting the podcast option on how you heard about OfferPad.com. Next one here. Oh, after stage two, the stage two big one, Jimmy Johnson said, I got drove through like six times by the 14. What the F was he thinking? That's the stupidest thing I've seen in my career. Brett. <laughs> Block. <laughs> Block. <laughs> uh, I recall running second at Talladega. With, with Elliot Sadler in the M&M's car, and we were in between turns one and two, and we got wrecked by a guy named Jimmy Johnson. Um, this was in 1994. I, <laughs> I know. I, uh, and Kelly Arbor won. <laughs> you know, Clint was in a pretty good spot. And, and we were pulling the top line, and we had all Penske cars behind us. The 22 was actually the first car right behind us. And we went into turn one, and I don't know what happened, but Jimmy shot up the racetrack. And I don't know what happened with Clint, but for some reason, he shot up the racetrack with him, and he left the middle open, and TJ filled the middle, as did all the other Penske cars, and we went from probably about fifth on the track, again, second in line on top, to the freaking back 
And at that point, it was obvious Clint was in get points mode. And he was racing hard, you know. And, and you're, you're trying to balance all these things. Before we came to that last restart, the, the green flag, the, the, the crew chief said, hey, we're 18 points out. And in Clint's mind, that was a lot. And so he's trying to make up points, and he's doing what we talked about earlier on this show. The way that you go somewhere is you push, 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 push. You know, And if you get in front, the way that you keep going is to have somebody behind you push, 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 push. Clearly, there was no um, intent to wreck Jimmy Johnson. That does none of us any good. Clint was trying his hardest, clearly made contact with Jimmy, and then people are like, well, he had him sideways, why didn't he get off of him? That's not really the way this works sometimes when you've got people up your butt pushing you too. You can't just lift because then you get run over. So, obviously, this whole situation is spot off for the 14 team because we're in a must-win situation at the Roval. So, you know, I understand why Jimmy's upset. Uh, dumbest thing he's ever seen in his career. Uh, he should come stand on the roof sometime. I, uh, I'm going to need to see the data on this, Brett. <laughs> I need to see your throttle trace here because if you don't come off that throttle, it's wide you open. are a wrecker. <laughs> Man. I talked trash about Brett on the radio during that red flag because I said Brett, was, Brett had his packed up, I'm pretty sure, before they stopped wrecking. And he was walking by me. I said, way to go. He starts 48 times. Dude. So we're in line on the top side. This is pretty early in the race. It's us, the four, and the 14. We're coming off turn forward. I'm like, the 14's peeking his nose out to the right of Harvard, like trying to get out. I'm like, oh, he's lo- like, you don't do that unless you're thinking about it. Like, what a, is there a, is there a room? Yeah. Is there a room? Clint wanted to get to the front, win that race. I mean, I, we all do. And we go down, we couple laps go by, and his noses are po- peeking out here. And I'm, I'm, you just know Clint's kind of like, yeah, we get down into turn three, and I see the bumpers cross, and I'm like, oh, he's got him. He got him now. And he hung him out, and the caution comes out. And I look down there, and I see Brett going down to Timmy, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> I couldn't wait to see what's going to happen there. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm telling Joey, I'm like, yep, 14 and 4 spot are having a conversation. I'll let you know if it gets a little animated here. <laughs> Hold on, caller. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, we all want to win, man. I, I get it. There's, I, you're racing. It's a racetrack. I just, Whatever. You know, we obviously hang out with Clint somewhat often, and he gives me a lot of because he says my guy does a lot of dumb stuff, and I felt like this was pretty dumb on Clint's part. You know, you you got three guys that you're racing for points already out of the race, or at least got a bunch of damage. You know, Eric's out of the race. 18's got a bunch of damage. Three's got a bunch of damage. You know, dude, it's, obviously, it's near the end of the race, man. I, Clint's just trying to help. I mean, you're trying to get. It up wasn't. There. It wasn't even the end of the. It was just second stage. Yeah. Yeah. Stage points. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a race for you, itself. So, so you're gonna go up there and trade up. You know, you've given up. Where'd you finish? Thirty. 35th probably something like that i mean there was 10 cars left running the end of this race if you're just if you're if you're gonna you know yeah you can go out there and race for stage points but just shoving the 48 through the trioval i think jimmy i think jimmy got being in the middle right there i think jimmy got a little loose and he he about saved it once then it wiggled even more and i think clint was like trying to help but trying to stay off i mean it's just a bad situation man if we'd have been able to get two more feet forward we wouldn't have got wrecked. Like, we got clipped late. Like, once he turned him sideways, and then obviously the 48 hit the one, and the one blamed the 22. Yeah, we, my bad. We almost got through it. And typically there, the guy who causes it, he does get through it, but that wasn't yeah. the case for us. But We uh, got clipped by Kyle when the eight turned, and we weren't even a part of it. We don't we don't talk about so. JTG a lot on this on the show. Well, we do and we don't, right? We talk about Ryan Priest, but um, I got a lot of friends that work over there. Can, can you imagine their fab department? They have torn up Oof. a lot of race cars this year. 
and, and Brian Patty's obviously a really smart guy, great, great crew chief. Ricky's a good plate racer. I mean, he's a couple wins there, but wow. Like yesterday, the 47 wrecked, and I couldn't tell what caused it. I just saw him wreck, and I was like, man, I hate that for all those guys. You know what, what I noticed about, speaking about Priest again real quick, the dude finds his way to like near the front of the plate race, and then he gets up to the front, then he just doesn't know what to do, and then he gets back again. Then it's like another 50-lap process again for him to get up there, but he's – He's good at finding his way into yeah. that top kinda, five. You know, and I, it's all about experience, really. He struggles. I've noticed yeah. yesterday he struggles to lead a line. You know what I mean? It's not – and he had damage yesterday, He too, is a which, great yeah. – he's a great, I'm going to stay here, I'm going to stay right here, and he slowly, methodically works his way yeah. forward. He finished – shoot, he finished top five in his first Daytona 500. Yeah, and he, had, mean, a, he had a run – he was running good at this year's Daytona 500, and I think him and Ross got together mm-hmm. and wrecked. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Got us, too. But, you know, uh, you know. But yeah, that the forty seven. So we the forty seven had damage. That first freaking lap, the ninety five cuts a tire. We all get a little bit of nose. Yeah. Forty seven had. I saw Patty when we got to the airport yesterday, and he's like, "I had a hole in the side in my nose, the whole nose." He said. <laughs> so he said we were just trying to ride it out to the stage break, and then he said, "I guess uh, Ricky pulled to the top and was leading the top line, but wasn't going very fast because he had a hole in his nose." And uh, thirty eight just jacked him up through the trial and wrecked them. But he did. I was like, ah. But yeah, lap three, that thing, and, and he's a damn. Well, he finished second there, right by an inch, the the first race there. So, hate to see that happen, to Ricky. There, as good as he is at plate racing, but those are the breaks. All right, next one here. NBC moved the race coverage from NBC to NBCSN with two laps to go for local news. But for context, though, we're in like what our third or fourth overtime. I attempt. think this was the after the first one. Yeah. There was and the second going to one. the second one. They were joking that any later that's going to get bumped to Nickelodeon. <laughs> like they. <laughs> so it was local yeah, news. Yeah, they yeah. bumped us for local news and put us on NBCSN. Which is obviously sponsor dollars, and we were. I mean, that race was long. It Four was hours, really long. five minutes. I talked about Kip leading the most laps because I felt like he was out there all day driving around. Um, what was it? Four so hours. So if we're hours? losing Four races hours, because minutes. of TV slot time. Should we start them earlier? Should or just how about shorten the race? Yeah, shorten the race. I mean, the race yesterday, I mean, the races on Saturday were great, and there were one was ninety five laps, I think, and one was one hundred and thirteen. Like, why do we need to run one hundred and eighty eight laps? Yeah, that truck race was perfect. I mean, I, I make them all twenty lappers. Let's be honest. We could do a triple header in one day and only run one fuel run and put on a hell of a show. All right, green flag, 30 laps, go. Truck series. All right, after 45 minutes, you're done. See you later. All right, Xfinity Series, you start in 30 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. It's like boom. a Saturday night show. Like, we could put on a hell of a show. We, did, we wouldn't have to bring pit crews. They could all just stay home. We wouldn't have to bring anybody but two guys to push the car through tech, a crew chief, a spotter, and a driver, and let's just go put on a hell I of a show. I think you could run 150 laps there in the cup race, and it'd be – Plenty. I mean, you can run a hundred. I think. I mean, a hundred's only. I couldn't run a hundred yesterday. I, mean, I couldn't. <laughs> I tried. I'm just saying, like, what is it? Two hundred now. I mean, you need to knock one eighty-eight. Oh yeah, it's one. Yeah, you probably do a little less than that then. <laughs> I, Daytona was two hundred then. Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's a little shorter racetrack. Yeah, I don't know. You could definitely it's knock two point five miles instead of two point six six. We could knock off that segment where we get up where we all ride by the wall for a little bit. We, we could have to knock. run twelve more laps to make it five hundred miles. <laughs> Math wizard over there. We'll see how he does in the questions. Good saying that's not one of your questions. <laughs> oh, man. He studied this week. What does Hannah? Look, the, the, the thing is, let's, let's say the obvious. We want and need ratings. Where do we get those? Network. The, the name main channel. We're on the main channel. 
and we break for local news for them to talk about. You know, and we missed the most exciting part. A, a, a freaking Hardee's that caught on fire on the corner of Fifth and Main. Like this is this is uh this is how we all stranger orders biscuit and chicken leg. It's <laughs> what makes <laughs> this sport huge is being on network television. Like I mean, the ratings are up when we're on network. This Did you is, still get your sides? Yeah, sorry, I got a biscuit. <laughs> With my chicken. Oh, you lady. should have seen how happy he was to get his extra biscuit. He's like, oh, there's a biscuit in here, too. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be a Do bad Do you like Bojangles day. a lot? I love Bojangles. I've never been I've to a Bojangles. Bojangles uh, I've got some Bojangles rub stuff. Like some what? Powder. What like you, you can put rub? it on your own. Where you get that at? The guy that owns this place. I need I need some of that. He's a, he was a Bojangles thing, wasn't he? Hannah, you've He's never had a yeah. Cajun filet sandwich yeah. mm-hmm. I've got from some Bojangles? Cajun that's is that it's fish? No. <laughs> fillet, right? Fish fillet? Oh. You can my, you can fillet a fish. Gosh. Right. It's that's a, what I think of when you say a fillet. Like, that's because that's what McDonald's fillet. is. McDonald's it's, is a fillet. Or does Bojangles oh, even you. have fish? Okay, well Bojangles. I hope not. <laughs> Bojangles. Do they have fish? Bojangles. Bojangles okay. is a restaurant for I'm all sorry, of you I listening in the southeast. Favorite. And it is primarily spicy chicken. And you've never been. And then you just asked me if they have fish, if it was a fish sandwich. Have you not ever seen a Bojangles commercial on TV? That would probably require me to have cable, and I don't have that. Have you ever been to the Charlotte Motor Speedway where there's Bojangles all over? Yeah, Bojangles sponsors the summer shootout. Chicken and biscuits. Yeah. That's what it says on the sign. Chicken and biscuits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to watch my weight over here so you quit calling me pregnant. (laughs) Well, you're eating for two. (laughs) TJ, I swear. <laughs> you set it up. I'm sorry. I might need to open this Jack Daniels. That's what this is. <laughs> don't give her any. Sound loud. <laughs> Louisiana chicken. Do they have fish? I don't think it's Louisiana. They do. No, he says Popeyes. that. Popeyes. I've just gotten introduced to Popeyes, and I'm addicted. Oh, There's no way you go to Bojangles and get the fish. Thank you. That's like that sounds concerning. I don't even know that. I've seen I don't it on get the menu. fish from any fast Let's see food. Who? I didn't know they had fish. Leave it a donor to tell somebody that the chicken place has fish. <laughs> Who did? Oh, that's right. Who? Brad? Guy works on the land. Oh. That's right. That dude that works on the land, Brad Burroughs, he's in a Bojangles commercial. He is in He is in a lot of commercials, man. He's no, in a movie. No more uh, Bojangler. Sorry. He's in that movie with uh, Chris. What, uh, who's that comedian? Chris Rock? No, who's the actor? Chris Rock is a no, comedian. No, it's not. It's the Kevin other guy. Hart. Kevin, Hart. Kevin Hart. He's in. Dude. He's in that movie where he's towing Kevin Hart's car, and he works on the land, mows grass all day. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. Funny dude, man. Got a K- Kentucky waterfall. Uh, so more road courses were announced than paved short tracks on the 2021 Cup schedule. TJ. I mean, I, I don't mind the schedule. I mean, I, I like they're shaking it up a little bit. I, I really – a couple that I don't understand is the, the Nashville deal, I, the – the oval there um but overall uh i really wanted to run the all-star race at bristol again and we've talked about that before but i get it man they're trying stuff so road courses are exciting they've been some of our best races uh rating wise and stuff people like some road courses so i'm okay adding a couple more in there yeah i mean people i felt like cried out i mean, we've heard the rally cry for how many years now more short tracks, more short tracks, more short tracks. I feel like, in my mind, we have two short tracks. Bristol, Martinsville. 
I mean, you're going to call Richmond a short track, maybe. You're going to call, a bit. you know, Phoenix. Phoenix. I don't really view them. We don't race them like they're short track. Maybe Richmond a little bit more than Phoenix, obviously. But Phoenix is not a short track yeah. anymore. But um, now you've taken away 25% of our quote-unquote short tracks in my mind. Like, you've taken a, a, a really good short track race away and made it a dirt race, which is going to be interesting, to say the ah, least. Chaos. Um yeah, I mean, you I was talking dirt, about this. Dude, you, you might win. Yeah, I might. I got you one. What Eldora, man? One Eldora. And, you know, six road courses. My guy's not exactly Boris said, so I'm not real thrilled about that. But, we're, you know, he's been getting better. We'll have a little more practice this week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I hopefully, and I saw somewhere, I think it was O'Donnell or somebody said they're not done. You know, 2022 or 2020 is going to be, you know, more bold changes. So hopefully. They could find some more ways to get some more short tracks. Nashville Fairgrounds, Nashville Fairgrounds, Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah, we, we know that obviously <laughs> they're building a new short track in Fontana. We yeah. know that one's coming soon. We, we know and have heard that Nashville is something that they're trying to do, right? But I think road courses are the new short tracks. We see guys wrecking each other. We see tempers flaring. I mean, and I kind of think all this started when you go back and watch Brian Vickers and Tony Stewart get into it out there in Sonoma. But we went from two road courses on the Cup Series to six. The Xfinity Series has had four road courses so in, in two years time we went from two road courses to three road courses when we added the roval which it got a lot of attention the marketing hype behind the roval was huge and then you know what it lived up to it chase elliott buries his car in the tires and then comes back and wins the race jason i know that day made you happy as a chase elliott fan but i'm actually all for this because also not only are we adding road courses we're adding new markets we're going to austin texas we hear so many great things about austin texas and and it's a young town it's an opportunity for us to go down there, run on the F1 track, and, and get some new fans down there. Man, I'm excited about that. It's an opportunity to go to Road America, which I'm a huge fan of, of Wisconsin. And, and it's in uh, obviously in Wisconsin. And, and dude, that is a long yeah. racetrack. And, and a lot of opportunity for guys to go out there and really race hard and, and make mistakes and make it exciting. So I like to see us go to new places. We, we, you know, we, we shouldn't have to go to – I look. If you put me in charge of NASCAR, the first thing I would do is Help say, we're going to Daytona twice, we're going to Charlotte twice, we're going everywhere else once. You know, let's not keep repeating these races. Let's go to these new places. Let's go to new parts of America. Let's go to places we've never been. And and we could build on that. So, I mean, California is getting ready to be – I think those fans are going to be super happy once they go to that short track out there. That's going to be exciting. So – I think it's going to be cool. Have, have you – I heard that they did this on iRacing. Did you get any uh, looks at this place? They didn't do it on iRacing. They did it on um, – Like a sim or something? They did it on the NASCAR 2003 deal. Somebody built it and ran some laps there. You didn't see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they did some in-car laps. I thought it was iRacing. Not, well, it's the same. It's 2000 because you can't, you can't edit the iRacing stuff. Somebody made the track, though. You have to go look at the video. It's on YouTube, I think. So some random dude created this track. Created the track, ran a race there, and the different cars and stuff, and so you can kind of see what it was like. So it just looks like a looks like a Bristol with longer straightaways. It's like a it's like a Martinsville Bristol mix, kind of. Hmm. All right, so some more changes here though on that 2021 schedule. Uh, Bright start this off here with Atlanta gets two dates that replaces Kentucky. Hmm. Spot on. They should have fixed our elevator when we told them. <laughs> I'm uh, I love racing in Atlanta. Old wore out track i love old war out tracks where you actually have to manage your tires spot on spot on kentucky was awful um i think unfortunately I think we got a repave coming in atlanta but hopefully it's also a reconfiguration where we get back to maybe a true oval versus the tri-oval 
And Darlington also gets two dates, replaces one of the Michigan dates, Brett. Spot on again, close to Myrtle Beach. Here's the funny thing, though. Darlington <laughs> lost a race to Fontana. Uh, if you go back, if you have time, go to Nate Ryan's Twitter, who is a, a very intelligent journalist and works extremely hard in NASCAR. Read everything that he had to say because he said a lot of good things about and a lot of factual things about moving these races around. But, hey, man, I love Michigan. I love going to Michigan. I love the Michigan racetrack. And I say loved in past tense. After the repave, the dang thing won't widen back out. we got to figure out how to make that thing a five-groove track like it used to be. I'd be all for that place. But Darlington puts on a better race. Spot on. Yeah, spot on. Definitely uh, really miss the old Michigan. It's just not – I mean, I love Michigan area still. I love I love the racetrack. I just wish we could get – um. I wish we could get the groove a little wider there where we can sail her off in there against the wall and make up time when the tires wear out. Yeah, spot on. I mean, we if we could ever figure out a way to get Michigan to race like California race, which are you know sister racetracks. Well, I asked if we could I take mean, the asphalt and put it there. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> pick it up and put it over there. That California race is one of my favorite races of the year. I mean, was, it, like you said, it was five grooves wide. You could run anywhere you wanted. Um, great for Darlington. Obviously, it's a, a big market for us, so it's good to be there. And IndyCar now going to be the only series that runs the Oval at IMS. So the IMS race now moves to the road course, Brett. Spot off. I think it's unfortunate for uh, for all these kids that that like Chase Briscoe that that grow up and want to race at Indy, and we're clear clearly still going to be in Indy, but it's an Indy road course. It's not. I mean, Kevin Harvick potentially won the last ever Brickyard, Brickyard. Four Hundred, and when you look at the history of that place and the, I think it was twenty six years, twenty seven years in the running, whatever it was. Um, it's a hard pill for me to swallow as a traditionalist to see. That's a drastic change. I'm not saying it's a a bad change, you know, in terms of entertainment and fun and, and all that. But just to see it, I mean, I just remember how big it was when we went to Indy for the first time. And I, I've been there with 300,000 fans and a little bit heartbreaking. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, man, I, I, you want to win the Brickyard for It's on that list of races that you kind of want to win as a spotter. You think of like three races you want to win are probably um, Daytona, Darlington and Indy really I mean in my opinion those are the those are crown jewel races you want to win there you know everyone Martinsville's on there it's got a lot of history at the clock and stuff but you know uh just the Brickyard 400 thing it's big man you still have that um uh, it just has that it's the Brickyard they run the Indy 500 and pack the place it's when you drive into the place it's like it's like walking out and seeing the football field for the first time in a stadium when you see that field you're like Wow, that's really cool. When you walk, when you drive into Indy, you, you still see them straightaways, and of course, you're just like, man, this place is pretty cool. So, yeah, spot off, my guy was pretty decent on the oval. It's not, you know, I don't anticipate him being winning the race on the road course anytime soon. So, not in front of us. <laughs> All right, last one. Homestead now moved to the number two slot in the 2021 race schedule. Yeah, I'm spot off because Brett is going to make a vacation out of this. And uh, I'm not sure he's going to make Homestead. Brett doesn't even have a job for next year. Uh, you'll still go <laughs> for the party. <laughs> Tootsies. I, I'm going to Tootsies. You guys can find me at Tootsies. That's right. We'll have time, you know. I, I, I heard they did this so race fans could make two weeks out of it and go see two races if they wanted to. That's a long stay down there. Say, I think it would have not... been cool if they did a Wednesday. Like did like a Saturday and then a Wednesday so people could do like – together but two it weeks. is a long stay but i mean two weeks i mean if you're i can tell you though coming from like the north you, there's a lot of race fans that might take their campers down there and make a trip out of it yeah. i mean it's the winter 
Yeah, I mean, you want to make a trip out of it or something. Uh, I mean, I'm not totally against it. I think it's uh, love Homestead as a racetrack. I wish they would have just kind of swapped the ends with Homestead and put it at the very end. Um, Here, here's the magic play for this. You get to go to Daytona, uh, the world's most famous beach. You get to watch the Daytona 500, my favorite race of the year. You get to leave there drive a couple hours to Orlando, do all the amusement parks, all the water parks, spend a few days there, leave there, drive down to Key Largo, get to enjoy the Keys. It's an hour. We uh, clearly have different plans. <laughs> it's an hour or less back to the racetrack. It is. And, and you're able to do this from a Saturday to a Tuesday. You could drive down, do Daytona, do Orlando, go do the Keys, drive back and forth to the Homestead, which is one of the best racetracks on the circuit for a mile and a half. Uh, spot on, man. I, I'm a, a big fan of the Miami area, but look, that's expensive, man. It's expensive to do anything in South Beach. Uh, but if you do Fort Lauderdale, it's kind of the same thing without the price punch. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously the keys are down there. And, and so, you know, TJ spent a lot of times. I've seen a picture of him pa- 